0: Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe.
1: Hey everybody, this is Kelly Barrett. I am a knowledge management employee at the Internal Revenue Service, or the IRS. Happy to be joining this podcast today. A little bit about me. I uh, started a program at the IRS called SHOTS. stands for Self-Help Online Tutorials. Also, uh, just a little bit of fun about me. Uh, I've been at the IRS for 23 years. I recently wrote 12 articles for GovLoop on microlearning videos, or the SHOTS videos. I have been working in knowledge management for about the last five years. One uh, of my most interesting or memorable jobs, though, is I was a civilian employee for Lockheed Martin, and I was doing range maintenance outside of Las Vegas, at a very small Air Force base called Indian Springs Air Force Base. And in that job, I had to do tar on the runway, uh, fill in the cracks, went out to the target ranges, and picked up bombs that had been exploded explosive ordnance disposal would check them of course uh, and then mark them and then we would throw those bombs into a big huge truck and then one time we came across an unexploded five pound bomb and so they strapped a bunch of c4 to it and we drove very far away and they blew it up outside the middle of the desert it was pretty amazing it was a very interesting a lot of fun to work in that job uh, i actually got to ride in the tank actually And they do not have very good shock absorbers. So it was very rough, very rough ride. Outside work, uh, I love to smoke, uh, barbecue, I should say. Brisket, ribs, turkey, pizza, you name it. So I do that all the time. I have a pellet smoker, which I definitely enjoy. I am the head coach at our local junior high. And I also currently coaching my daughter in a club volleyball team of 13 year old girls. And that has been a blast and I've been doing that for the last five years. So that's just a little bit about me. The biggest question I've got in my mind is what
0: did Explosive ordnance do to prepare you for knowledge management? Uh, it
1: helped me in the fact that you need to know what you're doing and you need to be safe. So we were trained what to pick up and what not to pick up. Mm-hmm. It definitely helped me to know how to be safe
0: that's safe. Sure. so the environmental factors of being cautious and noticing everything and looking for things is definitely a skill set uh, did it help you in finding any
1: duds we did there uh, was there's, <laughs> there's uh, actually a lot of unexploded or unfired bullets out there mm. um the mm-hmm. a10s which is my favorite jet yeah there's a lot of bullets that were unexploded or unshot
0: Uh, Well, I was kind of, I was kind of pulling that thread back over to KM and the duds. So any, any duds you run across in the KM world,
1: define that however you would like. Honestly, I think one of the biggest things I've noticed is people don't want to read anymore. Uh, Emails, people just do not want to read they want to watch videos.
0: I'll give you my perspective because I'm one of those. If you're gonna send me six paragraphs in an email or a paragraph in a text, I'm like, what you apparently love to hear yourself talk is what I get from that. Because if you're not gonna take the effort to boil down the essence of what I need to know, then that to me is just kind of lazy uh, as far as I'm concerned, because you're not thinking of the consumer, you're not thinking of the person on the other end. So you bring up a good point. So is that something you see in federal service or just people in general? Is it just a social media phenomenon that everybody's at a 20 second clip now?
1: I really do. I think our attention spans have decreased greatly uh, over the years and that's because we want information now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to read through somebody else's explanation. We may not understand what they're saying. They may skip Mm. steps in that explanation. Mm. And so it's difficult sometimes to read. Well, I I agree with you. If it's too much, like we skim. Is it
0: as much of an attention span or is it just, we want concisement. We want cut out all the extra words just give me the the essence yeah is it as much that as it is an attention span kind of thing
1: i think it's a good mix honestly okay because i think we really need to get down to the need to know versus the nice to know yes and exactly and that's what i find is like you said just Give me the, the facts. Give me what I need to know to do my job better, to learn quicker. Yeah.
0: Just give me what I need to, to do X. Yes. I, I don't need all the extra stuff. I don't need to fluff. I don't need right. to know
1: where the references came right. from. Or the history. Just give me that the That drives goods. me nuts. Like, 1947, yeah. this law was enacted. I'm like, who <laughs> yeah. cares? Just, what does that? Yeah. How, how do I need oh, How does boy. that affect my yeah. job? <sighs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we're talking about job performance and this product, did you devised it? I did. Absolutely. Yes. Tell me exactly what it is and what it does.
1: So yeah, so SHOTS uh, is three minute or less videos. Give me the acronym again. Self-help online tutorials. And so that's exactly what they are. They're self-help. When I do my presentations about this, I always ask people, where do you go outside of work to learn something, to fix something, to do something? And almost always it's YouTube. People don't say, I look for the manual online.
0: (laughs) Right. Everybody wants that.
1: Right. They go to YouTube because they want to see it. They want to see the process and then they follow it. And I've done it. One person told me that they recently fixed their washing machine, like just watching YouTube. And I was like, that's impressive. Somebody who's like how to make a new recipe. So outside of work, we already do this inherently but then when we get into work there's not a system or process internally for internal employees with a video library in most jobs federal private whatever and so what i was doing is i was my background is e-learning and i did a lot of e-learning and i would see slide five of 68 and I just start to cry. I'm like, no, why am I sitting through this? I'm not going to remember this a week, yeah. a month later, six months later.
0: Not only is it boring and laborious, it, it's an ineffective way. Right, it
1: really is, especially the nitty gritty, the details. I truly believe in the 10 model, which is ten percent of formal training happens from formal training, like classes, instruction. Twenty percent happens from your colleagues, your coworkers, asking them help for help. And then 70% of training happens on the job. Actually doing Hmm. it. We learn by doing. In that model, it's a bit
0: of a a negative in the fact that if you're onboarding new folks in your organization, are you going to tell them, Hey, go, go dig in that 70%, get it figured out. Or are you going to try to preload that 10 and 20% to make that more efficient? And it sounds like this product is that.
1: Absolutely. What we try to do is create very short, concise. To the point, videos like you said, cut out the fluff and make it so that people can get the information they need when they need it just in time on demand internally. And it started out with videos that, like, on how to use Skype for Business, Mm -hmm. which you don't always get a lot of training on, and you end up asking your coworkers for help when you have a question. But the problem with that is that now you're taking out their time from their job to answer all your questions, and especially if it's a new hire, there's a lot of questions. I was like, well, why not just create some videos that people can watch when they need it and they don't have to sign in. You're talking about a knowledge
0: exchange opportunity called self-service. The self-service is gotta be part of any organization. If you're not putting resources and it's more than just a frequently asked questions list, right? That's a, what a 40 year old paradigm. It's useful. I mean, it's absolutely useful because the idea is to take a nugget of knowledge, something somebody needs and saying, if one person asks this question, it could very much be a frequently asked question other people already have. So why not create a frequently asked questions, which gives a self-service opportunity. But first with that kind of paradigm is one, you have to have the keyword search set up in order to find whatever you're looking for. And that's always sometimes a challenge and it's a time, consumer, right? If you gotta go spend 10 minutes searching for a solution, Mm -hmm. that's a resource pull. In your idea, you've probably got a combination, I'm guessing if it's in a YouTube kind of uh, world, you're Mm -hmm. gonna have a very image oriented or graphic orientation Mm -hmm. and contextual. So you can do keyword search real quick. I would assume you can create your shortcut list from all these pieces to help yourself and to become a knowledge person or knowledge agent in the organization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing we've noticed is there's a lot of retirements going on, a lot of expertise, a lot of knowledge walking out the door and a lot of new hires coming in. Video is a great way to transfer that knowledge because again, going back to earlier point, people don't like to read. They want to just show me how to do it and I'll do it. And so that's what these videos provide is that quick way of doing something you actually alluded to this too, is that we actually have two types of shots videos. We have demonstration-based videos, which is a live screen recording of how to do a specific action, like how to adjust your volume in Skype or Zoom or what have you. So we have the how-to videos, but then we also have soft-skilled videos, which are information sharing PowerPoint presentations, but we format them to be graphically interesting because again, people launching these videos because they wanna watch a video, not to read a bunch of text on the screen. Well, if that's gonna happen, just give them a PowerPoint and call it good. Yeah. Um, So these are all narrated videos. And again, we try to keep them to three minutes or less to get to just the the key information. And one example is we have uh, servant leadership and there's 10 characteristics of it. And so what we did is we actually made shot videos on each characteristic individually. So that if you're a leader and you need better help on how to be more empathetic, then you can watch the empathy video on that characteristic.
0: So you're not just talking tech help. You're not just talking software applications. You're talking soft skill, leadership skills. Yes. Change management. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So in the production, what's the value key to your content? Because you're generating content is it your organization your team that is the instructional designers of this if you will they put together what's important what's not and they help that subject matter expert produce this are they just the talent at that point in like this video production house
1: Yeah. So what we typically do is we'll get a request from an organization within the IRS that says like, we want videos on equity, diversity, inclusion, for example, Uh, how to make your workplace more inclusive. We actually have a video on that. And what they'll do is they'll come to us with an idea of what video they want. And then we just help them with storyboarding. Uh, They are the subject matter expert. They're the ones requesting this, this content. So we'll help them and say, okay, we want a PowerPoint deck, the script, narration should be in the PowerPoint notes section, uh, to keep it two sentences per slide. That way the slides are constantly moving and they're not sticking. Again, this is supposed to be a video and then we don't want a whole lot of text on the screen. So we do the instructional design on our end and we have access to stock photos. So we'll use the slides to, you know, just like instructional design to reinforce the narration. Well, it sounds like you're keeping the production
0: cost if you will down because you're not talking like this you know we're not recording video of individuals where maybe you got the little pop out of their little head talking but you're really just talking about content and audience not like
1: okay and and it keeps it down to very a rapid development too and that's a big thing with training or creating these videos is we can, once we have this, the script approved by the customer, we go ahead and record it. Uh, my team, we do that in-house. We record, we have good microphones, Blue Snowball or Blue Yeti uh, microphones, and uh, we'll record the narration uh, from what they give us, uh, marry it with the slides, and then produce it in relatively short order because that's the point of getting the storyboards approved. Give me an idea what the turnaround is on these. Uh, it depends. Uh, so if it's a how-to video, those are a little more elaborate because you're recording your your screen live and narrating. And as you know, when you're doing recording live, you make mistakes.
0: It never and goes on the first take. I'll no, tell you that. Never, no, never. No. And
1: you drive yourself insane if you try to do it on the first <laughs> take. It, it never works out. And so, you know, you say things weird and your tongue doesn't yep. want to work that day weird noises come out of you. It's just, <laughs> there's all kinds of weird things that happen when you're recording live, or it's interesting too, cause like my air conditioner will kick on right in the middle of yeah. recording uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, they'll so have to turn that off. Take, uh, take 22. So what we do is we record straight through mistakes and all, and I'll just re-say it uh, when I'm doing a demo and then I'll edit it in Camtasia, which is the software that we use for our, our videos. Very powerful editor. So we'll clean out the mistakes and then have a perfect video. So sometimes I'll have a 10 minute recording and then by the time I'm done editing, it's down to two and a half minutes. That's how many mistakes you sometimes make when you're doing those types of recordings. So that's a longer process. That's like, we usually say two weeks or so per video for for a demo.
0: Well, that's not bad. No, I mean, especially in the federal service to say you requested something and had something <laughs> in a couple of weeks. It's like,
1: what? Right. And now if it's a presentation based video, that's even faster because there's less mm-hmm. editing, it's just yeah. a PowerPoint deck. We save the slides as images. We do the narration and Adobe audition and then slap them together basically in Camtasia and produce the video. Mm-hmm. So it's a much quicker process actually to do presentation based videos
0: how do you measure success i assume it's more than just viewers how many how many times did this get viewed so tell me a performance measurement is always tough when you're talking knowledge transfer Mm -hmm. is there any
1: way you're capturing that like you said views is a big one a good way of looking at how important things are how things are getting viewed but one of the biggest hurdles we've had to overcome is getting and own employees that even know that it exists. That these videos are out there. Now I'm nine years into starting shots. So I think we're getting there to to all eighty four thousand plus employees to know that shots exist, but there are definitely people that still don't know.
0: So give me the strategy of how you're getting that word out or how what has worked and what hasn't worked.
1: Yeah, I would say word of mouth is one of the biggest ways, honestly. We have articles. We do articles on our our the source, our main IRS uh, internet homepage, but those articles last two or three days and then new articles replace them. And if you're not out on the site, you're not going to see it, uh, presentations, webinars. Uh, we do quite a few of those, but I think word of mouth is the biggest way that that is grown because people see, oh, there's a video on that. I want a video for what I'm doing. and And they start to see the vision that, like you said, it's a much more effective way to transfer knowledge. Cause you can capture it by the experts and then have it in a video format to transfer that, which people love. They love to be able to watch a video, pause it, and then do it live in the actual application Yeah. and then unpause it, do the next step. It ends up being like a digital yeah. mentor.
0: You've got a digital mentor right yeah. there in the box to walk you through the process. So to go back to the measurement yeah. piece. What else are things? Do you have refer model where, where you can see how many of these have been referred by the user to someone else or? Uh,
1: unfortunately we don't have that kind of capability for our stats. Really the only stats, hard stats we have is amount of views. Uh, and some people say, well, what if you only got two views in a month for a particular video and I'm like, that's great. That's two people that had a question. They watched the video because they had a question. And they got the answer for what they're looking for because each title of the video is really indicative of what the video is about. We do have a search, like you said, on our site, Uh, you can put in a keyword search and you only get video results. So anything that matches that that search is what comes up. We are able to provide that and then you can hyperlink any of our videos. Mm -hmm. You can share it easily in the email, you can embed it into a formal training. But the key is that after that training's over, six months later, and you're like, I know I saw something on how to do this, let right. me yeah. go to the SHOT site, and yeah. there it is. Got it. And you have an immediate refresher. What do you get as
0: far as any kind of feedback from the, the demographic you're serving? Have you done surveys
1: to see? <laughs> yes. Uh, we just uh, just submitted a survey recently because I was curious to see what are people thinking? What do they like? And by and large. The feedback's been incredible. Some of the comments that we've gotten, actually one was, if a picture is, it says a thousand words, then shots say a million words. That was one of our feedback. Yeah. Oh
0: my, there's one of your bumper yeah. stickers to get the word
1: out. I loved it. Many people That's have, great. have commented that whenever they want to learn something new, the first place they are going to is our shots wow. website.
0: That's perfect. Um,
1: it's, it's been incredible, the amount of positivity towards our program, mm-hmm. because again, we do this outside of work natively oh yeah to, yeah. to find answers for ourselves and yeah. to have it now available internally for internal employees
0: available 24/7 yeah yep. you're not waiting to call somebody or send an email to somebody or exactly. try to ask somebody else you're you're just finding your own answers Yes. in this oracle if you will applications <laughs> of knowledge and wisdom what are the things that are left to do what, what are you hearing from the field that say, you know, if you had that, if you did this?
1: Uh, that is a good question. The way I look at it is we currently have almost 700 videos on our site uh, and we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. That's the scary part is right. we're just scratching the surface. There's so much more and we get constant requests every month from different customers. We just got Microsoft Teams rolled out there's videos provided by the vendor, but the videos are on all the features and capabilities of Microsoft Teams. However, our own IT cybersecurity, which is you can yeah. imagine being the Internal Revenue Service, yeah. are gonna lock down a number of, of features. And so it can be confusing and frustrating to watch a video on everything you can do with Teams and then go try it, and then it's locked down. We've been asked to, to create some shots videos on what you can and can't do with Teams. To me, I think that's the biggest thing is these videos are made by internal employees for internal employees. So they're homemade in essence and targeted because we know what you can and can't do with a certain application or process. And, and so they're tailor-made for our own employees. Uh, they're not this generic video that you can find on LinkedIn. And so that's been their biggest attribute, I think, and biggest draw.
0: Well, having a tailor-made product just makes it that more useful. Versus like you say, going out looking for general content. And it's like, geez, this, you know, and especially if you're getting to the point where this is what is a normal rollout versus what we're doing, why, why confuse the two? They're going to be confused enough as it is, if they're a Teams user, because people are used to using that in different environments. So when they come from their personal life to work life, it's like, oh, where's that thing? I thought there was a thing in here. What the, yeah.
1: So exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. It's been, uh, I would say not a challenge, but uh, an opportunity, honestly, because again, it allows us to make a a resource in these videos to help again, all 84,000 employees plus to learn how to use this new application in a quick manner. And our IT department loves it because they can then send people that have questions. To our videos and they don't have to take up their time answering the same question over and over and
0: over, over and over yeah nobody nobody likes doing that you know? <laughs> unless it, you're just really a social person that likes to talk to everybody all day long yes. right which i am so but, what's <laughs> the, <you> know, <laughs> where's the future of this program are you going to get into augmented reality i mean is that the next
1: piece um uh, again j- just scratching the surface that's that's the biggest part we have trained other organizations within the IRS to create videos for themselves so that my team's not the one-stop you know, bottleneck for the IRS. We have trained probably 50 plus people across the service over the years to create videos for themselves because who, again, who better than the people doing the work to create videos for what they're doing. One of the examples, there's a, a, a group where they get a, a certain case that they don't see frequently. And so when they get assigned it, they have to do this training over and over and over again, depending on what case is assigned. They were having trouble because they weren't able to do their own work. They're always doing these ad hoc trainings. And so when shots came around and they heard about it, they're like, this is exactly what we've been looking for, is we can create our own videos on how to work these cases. And they've completely eliminated their training program and just send out a series and curriculum of SHOTS videos, which they themselves created over 30 videos on how to walk through the process of doing their work in their cases. And it's been amazing to see that. And I really think that's the future of micro videos of the SHOTS program is to provide that immediate on-demand support.
0: And again, it's just getting started. In that concept where you're not just the pinnacle of everybody has to come to you, to get this done you are increasing the landscape of available knowledge by planting seeds of everybody can do this just follow this i assume you give them the protocol or right you know, because you want a quality level there I'm exactly
1: sure. for sure
0: so they've got to follow the metric of how to get there but you want to empower them to yes. say hey you know you got a good idea about trying to capture something then do it yes here's
1: how you do it yes uh put the power in their hands uh And again, it's a different model, it's different format than, than text. The video is, is what people are looking for. Sure.
0: Where does that come into? And this was more the specific where I was going with that self-generation capability, does this end up being a continuity device? And by that, I mean, instead of going out and looking for X, you're looking for how to do this in Excel or, or whatever, whatever that thing is, instead of all that, If you're gonna set up somebody with a continuity ability, and by that I'm meaning you're in a specific role, you wanna build your experience as a useful tool to the next person coming in, uh, in case you get promoted or you leave or or whatever, in case that vacancy happens, you wanna make the onboarding threshold much lower and faster for the next person. So these end up being individually, contextually role-based assigned. Are these um, things that are useful in that realm?
1: Not necessarily, because my team will get requests from different organizations uh, within human capital office, which is where I currently reside. And the topic can vary depending on who's asking for it. And I will assign it to one of my team members, who's, whoever's has the least workload uh, is up next. As long as you know the process of how to create a shots video, instructional design, if that's the need, then go through our training that we offer. Anyone can create a shots video. Now there's some learning curve, certainly, to learn the software, how to edit, how to add annotations and animations and those types of things, depending on the situation. And and that's the fun thing though, is that each project's different. Every project's different, just based on the need of the customer. And what I really find enjoyable is that you get that immediate gratification almost or satisfaction of completing something that your customer wants in a relatively short order. And the customers are almost always grateful. They're like, this is this is a tool now that we can employ. And, and it, there's very few places or jobs that are out there where you get that immediate satisfaction and feedback from your customer. It makes it fun to work in.
0: There's an element of creativity in this you know you can be creative in your own production to some degree right and make it kind of your flavor instead of a document or a memorandum or you know whatever so i like that because that brings in people's personality a bit and there's the dog (laughs) and i'm hearing the magic drums tell me that it's time for you to tell me what knowledge management means what knowledge
1: management for me is the ability to help people learn when they need to learn it. I think knowledge management and training really go hand in hand. They're very interconnected because that's what knowledge management is, is helping people learn how to do their job from another person uh, that has the expertise and experience. Uh, and it's not a one-time process. I always ask my people when I teach classes, how many times have you ever left a formal training and said, I am now an expert? <laughs> that doesn't happen. It just starts It just starts the process. you become an expert through experience and doing it and trial and error and that process, with these videos, it just helps that process go more smoothly because it is available 24 seven, 365 when you need it as a refresher or to learn something new. And I think that is the epitome of knowledge because again, knowledge is not something that you can just learn through osmosis. It takes time. It definitely takes time to learn something and be knowledgeable about it. Well,
0: that sounds wonderful. I like everything you're saying, and I appreciate hearing that our tax dollars are going to smart work. I love to hear that. So congratulations on the success you've gained and the uh, adventure you're on. Thank you for this opportunity.
1: I love sharing what we're doing. Like I said, I wrote articles on GovLoop, so if anybody wants to learn more about our program and what we're doing, I highly recommend them check out those articles and micro learning videos. We are always willing to share what we're doing. I've done presentations for people at NASA, the VA. This is not something that I think we should be keeping in house. Again, knowledge is meant to be shared. Yes. And so we're happy to share this and, and this podcast for sure is a great way to do that too.
0: All right. Because you need to know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.